Yo, welcome back to Phoenix or Ben and Phoenix talk games. I guess we could be yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, our names are interchangeable at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we decided uh, we decided that remote players nerdcast wasn't quite uh, letting people know exactly. It was a, a very specific gaming term. Um, which at the time, I think we were both in love with. And then over the last couple of weeks, we're like, we need to change and put like gaming or games or something into the podcast name. So right. we went with the most basic name of Ben and Phoenix or Phoenix and Ben talk games because that's what we do. Right. And we can also talk about books and shit still. But I think we're trying to get the attention out. <laughs> ben and Phoenix talk books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a ten-minute podcast. <laughs> People be like, mm, "You want us to read with you?" Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> our listenership and our money and our uh, our money would go way down. We'd lose <laughs> Serbia altogether. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, we just wanted to kind of rebrand or whatever and i guess just see how it goes um i don't know like i i feel like i okay with this name we'll see how it goes yeah tells tells people who we are and tells uh people what the podcast is about if you're happening to discover us for the first time because of like I don't know if you search by podcast name and we come up uh, or whatever. Uh, we're basically just two dudes that have been friends for a good number of years and met in the online gaming community and uh, live in separate states and uh, talk all the time, mostly about games, but uh, well, kind of about everything. Um, right. And this is our podcast where we nerd out on video game shit. That's true. And uh, yeah, sometimes we dabble into the book books, like Ben's the book guy mainly, <laughs> and wrestling shit randomly. Oh yeah, yeah, got hit on the wrestling occasionally. That definitely falls in the nerd realm. <laughs> it's not and, like a uh, whole lot of really cool guys out there. Like you know, I mean, I think we're cool guys, but I don't think there's a whole <laughs> lot of guys that are heavy into like the WWE scene that you would necessarily look at and be like, that's the coolest human being I've ever seen in my life wearing that John Cena t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, like whenever I think I do is that like like wrestling, I'm kind of like, mm. yeah, <laughs> that's the noise. That's the noise right there. Oh, you like the WWE? Mm. Even though I watch, I don't watch WWE, but I make the same noise. Like, mm, I, we probably don't need to. It's okay. Every, everything's fine. Just move on. Yeah. But uh, so, so uh, yeah. So that's our podcast. I think we're gonna get into. Well, actually, you have. We both have a little bit of personal life stuff that we're gonna touch on. So I'll let you uh, go. <laughs> well, my personal life thing sucked. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, uh man. I ben basically talk depression. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I basically went um flew for uh, a work trip because that's what I do. I fly around to go to lakes to photograph guys who fish. That's kind of random, but I'll tell about that later, I guess. But. <laughs> Uh, basically, I flew to Tennessee 
to catch COVID on the plane, probably. And I basically worked for two days and then I literally could not stay awake for like two days and definitely <laughs> had COVID, had a test that was COVID. Uh, randomly, people that I work with don't believe that I had COVID. They were like, because you, because you snapped back so fast, you probably didn't have COVID. I was like, dude, I took two tests. Like they went positive. <laughs> like, and you know how when you're sick, it just felt different. I was like, there's no way if this is not COVID, I don't like, I was, I'd be more worried because I was like, there's no way this is not COVID. I feel like I absolutely brain right right now. There was, there was this morning, uh, whenever, when Phoenix had it right before he took the tests where I was, uh, like sitting in bed with my dogs and I got this text message and, and he was literally like, um, yo, I, I feel more exhausted than I felt like in my entire life. And I, you know, like a little bit of a headache and everything. And instantly I was like, oh yeah, he got it. Like he, he, he definitely has the Corona right now. And uh, it wasn't, but like maybe two hours later, where I got the follow up text message. I mean, we you know we talk pretty frequently throughout the day, but it was just like, yep, popped or you know tested uh, positive. Like I popped the top positive test, and I was like, yeah, there's no surprise there. Um, yeah, it's no Indeed. fun. Like uh, I had it, you know, like I had it almost the same way, flying uh, and and like almost same thing. Like That's the right. exhaustion, the exhaustion didn't really hit me until uh, like after I had mostly recovered, but there was like two, two, probably two days, I would agree where, um, it was weird. So like, I got it when I was traveling to visit a friend in Washington state and I was sick, like the whole time I was there, like worst headache of my life. I felt feverish chills and everything. And then I flew back home and I felt fine, um, outside of just like wanting to sleep all the time. But the thing that I noticed and the reason that I was like, oh, I need to take a test is like one random morning we, we have two dogs and one of the two dogs has like not not any fault of his own or our own. We're not bad dog owners, but like God awful breath. And I was just like, <laughs> wow, this dog's right up my face and his breath doesn't smell. And then instantly I was like, oh, wait, that's not good. That's his breath probably does still smell. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> we, uh, yeah, now we, we joined the COVID club. So that's, uh, that's not a club that I really wanted to join, but I kind of figure, you know, outside of like some people that like elderly people, like my parents that don't really leave their house, like everybody's going to get it at some point more than likely. <laughs> Yeah, it's seems to be that way. And the fact the fact that I travel I travel the whole two years of the real real lockdown stuff or not not that we ever had like real lockdown, but you know, the legit part where people were kinda concerned about it. I traveled that whole time and didn't get anything. And then the second that we take away masks from the planes, I got six. And I'm just saying I'm just saying Yeah. <laughs> We're not getting know. on our soapboxes about masks or anything like that, but right, they work. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so Phoenix got COVID. That was not particularly exciting. In Tennessee, have to add that. Yeah, that's that's the last. Yeah, and, and if you you know like if you if you're like in in Serbia or a different country or whatever, <laughs> then that probably isn't meaningful. But if you're in the United States of America in like the upper portion of the country, like I am, then then that that's a meaningful part of the conversation. <laughs> so, 
so yeah, basically what what we've both done in our personal lives without going into like too many personal details is Phoenix got COVID and I got a job. So that's that's <laughs> sort of that's sort of where we're at right now. And, and I and I'm in a holding pattern where I'm like uh, got offered a job with a nonprofit and I was like, I accept. And they were like, OK, go do a drug test and go get a background check. And like right before I could do either one of those things, they followed up with another email being like, we think that you like now bear in mind, I've never worked in this field before. I have some experience on a personal level, but uh, right. they're like, we think that you're probably overqualified for the job that we offered you. So we want to, you to interview for a senior position. It's more money and benefits and paid time off. Do you want to interview for it? And I kind of wanted to be like, well, how am I overqualified? But yeah. uh, but I didn't question that part of it. I just did the interview. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully on episode 30, we'll be celebrating 30 episodes with me being like, yeah, man, I got money again. I'm going to buy a bunch of stupid <laughs> stuff. <laughs> You're like Aesop sale, which. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is really, we could lead into our news with that. <laughs> which is a thing that's happening. Dude. Yeah. I do. I do want to say that. Uh, I think I kind of mentioned to you, like, I was like, dude, there's no sales for a long time lately, like on Nintendo yeah. or whatever. And then yeah. today I opened it up and I was like, this is the worst fucking thing ever. Because Luckily a huge for sale. me, like, you know, and I'll read off like some of the premium titles and you can talk about some of the indies that are on sale, but you can get like Astral Chain and uh, Damon Ooh. X Machina and Dark Souls, Diablo 2, Doom Eternal, which is on a pretty deep discount, actually. Um, Grand Theft Auto hey, Trilogy, yo. Hades, you know, the yeah, yeah. Um, the Star Wars Skywalker Saga, Monster Hunter Rise, Paper Mario, the Origami King. Uh, there's a lot of there's about there's like six or seven first party and then like probably another. 20, 25 AAA uh, type titles, and then uh, the indies. And I'll turn the indies over to you with the ones that either you're interested in or at least would recommend. Um, so I'm going to say I Can Fail, which is RPG that I've been hearing nothing about, uh, not nothing, but I've been hearing a lot about for a while now, and I kept waiting to waiting, waiting to get it, and finally I got it today. So that's one that I recommend i've seen a lot of gameplay it's it's good if you're someone that likes i would honestly say if you like harry potter because it has that kind of you're a girl who doesn't know that she was a magician or what's it called i guess a wizard or witch and then she learns that she can do that stuff and then she goes to the school that is witch and wizards and it's basically harry potter's coming of age or whatever story kind of but I think it's, you know, it spins it. Like, once you pretty much get to the school, then stuff happens and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's one. I don't really know if this counts as an indie, but Cadence from Hyrule is another one I just bought. And that is freaking, like, $17, in which I think Nintendo kind of keeps that as, like, a first-party-like indie. I don't know. I don't know how to, how to describe it, but it doesn't really go down... And price a lot yeah and um man the slime rancher game is freaking 14 dollars 
which that's a that's another one where it's like I was interested in that game, but it's on Game Pass, so I don't even consider it. If I can get it on Game Pass, that's where I'll play it. Yeah, it's like a game I would probably open, and I bet you I wouldn't spend enough time to warrant a purchase. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm really glad it's on. I haven't played it yet. It's still sitting on my Xbox, but that's not one that I would invest money in. It definitely, you know, that's a game where I'll get maybe an hour or two if I, you know, if I'm not feeling it. If I am, I'll get more, but I'll get it out of my 15 bucks on Game Pass. Agree. Um. Yeah, all like the Monster Hunter franchises on sale still. Uh, this is the game that I still been thinking about buying. Catherine Full Body. I like you that know, game. Atlas. Yeah, I really want that game. It's nineteen dollars right now. Um, it's a hell of a good bought, price. I paid six, like fifty or sixty for that when it came out. Yeah, like it's. I think this is like the lowest I've ever seen it. So I'm. I have like a bunch of like uh, gold gold coins and i'm like man if i just use all those and just get that for like three dollars i don't really care but also i kind of want to just throw that to like splatoon whenever that comes out we'll see yeah i'll I'll, you know the night when i'm downloading catherine full body (laughs) well remember like remember like catherine full body like it's a great game but it's definitely like um i'm not I, i don't know if i go so far as this to say visual novel but it's definitely more along those lines yeah, that's what kind of keeps me at bay. Like, everyone swears it's good, but also everyone, you know, it's kind of like, it's a puzzle, but also relationship. I'm like, mm, it's hard for me to know if I'm dying for that or not right now. Yeah, it's also, like, very not for young audiences. Yeah, I hear it's very actually kind of raunchy, which is fine with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no problem here. <laughs> I mean, the logo is like straight up panties, so I mean that's fine with me. Yeah, <laughs> I think you know. I think a good recommendation is if you're listening to our podcast and you know while the sale is going on, I don't. I honestly don't know when it ends. Um, I would go to like you know Google it, like I, I, to pull up a lot of the titles. I just googled like Nintendo sale and went to like Kotaku. And looked at all the titles, and a lot of stuff is pretty deeply discounted. There's other things that I think could be discounted more, like Astral Chain, still like forty two bucks. But being as it never goes on sale, if, if you're, you know, I mean, I would jump on that price because it probably won't happen again, or not at least not for a while. But um, check it out. There's a lot of good titles in that sale. A lot of stuff that's worth playing or looking at. How uh, how good is what's it called? Damn it, you just said it. Oh, uh, Astral Chain? Yeah, um, like how it's, long uh, is it, I guess? Pause. Uh, see, that's that's that was my chief complaint, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I bought it and, and it was 60. And it's a weird thing where, like, uh, you know, I don't necessarily want or need all my games to be 100 hours, but Astral Chain is like 15. Um, mm. and like, and like a solid, like, hour or two of that is mostly like tutorial stuff you're playing the game but it's tutorial like it's it feels really short like that astral chain i would have wanted to be like a a god eater type length like you know 30 hours like that way it was a little more premium like at 15 
it was like it was over and i was kind of like wow i was fast but like it looks great and like the, the the chain fighting and everything is really cool and the story's good like i really enjoyed it it just didn't feel like a 60 dollar game like it felt like there should be more content or like dlc or something like that yeah and that's really surprising that i never did get that because it seemed like they were real it, it seemed like they're really like amping up like the whole new ip of it all and it's basically like Nintendo's own, like what I would say, Bayonetta. Kind of, except yeah, to an ex yeah, that's probably not a bad comparison, except that like a lot, like some of the game, like it's not really just strictly hack and slash. Um, oh, it mostly right. is though, but but like the the chain and everything, like there's a lot of there is some strategy involved i'm sure you know i'm sure there's probably people probably think there's some decent strategy involved in in bayo also but like this one it's like um timing matters a lot like you can't always just mash the buttons to take out an enemy but in right. general yeah it's a hack and slasher it's action rpg or whatever you want to call it all right well yeah everyone should so, check it out if you're looking for something new yeah. to play like you'll definitely find something really good on sale. <laughs> and the uh, the next news item, will actually, we can take care of one of the games that actually we both have been playing. Um, not so much anymore, but we were playing during uh, the last episode and now, and that's uh, Diablo Immortal, since its release, what, earlier this month, has made $25 million, which... Actually, to me, sounds kind of low when you consider the immense amount of microtransactions and how much it costs to actually progress in the game once you get to a certain point. Um, yes. You know, I, I don't... This is the type of game where I don't feel like we need to talk about it much because it's everyone has talked about it, but... Uh, we both played it. We did a decent amount of playing together. We created a warband. We found out exactly how long it would take if you were going to try to kill 10,000 demons, which is never happening. Um, got to, I think I got to level 50. I probably put like 20 hours into the game. Honestly, like the first 10, I was having a great time. And, and, and it feels like Diablo straight down to like kind of the story is not really that compelling. It's almost skippable. Uh, yes. You know, which I um, hate. Yeah, it, it, I mean, with Diablo, like, you're basically playing for the hack and slash, the looting, and the upgrading your stuff. You're not really playing for any compelling story. Um, but, like, you know, for it being free to play, and, like, I think we both bought the Battle Pass, which in, in retrospect, I wish that I hadn't. But at the time, I thought I was going to be all in in that game for hey. a long time. And, and then it really became obvious, like, oh, man, if you want, like, cosmetics so if you want your dude to look like super cool and like all of the the armor and weapons to be matching it was going to set you back like 20 25 bucks just for cosmetic yeah. stuff and that's when i instantly was like oh that's not good and then you just read like you know some streamers that like spent uh like it took like one streamer six thousand dollars before he got like an epic weapon that he would you know like just one drop of an epic weapon and it's kind of like, nah, like that turns me off even if if the game is kind of good. And, and I do think at its core, if you love Diablo 3, Diablo Immortal will scratch the itch until 4 comes out because it plays just like uh, 3. Um, yeah, it's a it's true Diablo game. 
It is. Yeah, it really, really is. And like, you know, if you if you can rock it on like an iPad or something like that, it's great experience. Like iPad with an Xbox controller was a hell of a lot of fun. And it, it seamlessly, you know, you can go between devices. Uh, they fucked up um, friends and playing with friends pretty badly, which we That's found annoying. out the hard way. Uh, you have yeah. to definitely, if, if you haven't started playing yet and you're planning to play with a friend, make sure that you pick the same server before you create like your character. Because if I pick a server and Phoenix picks a server, we you can't play together. And literally one of the two of you has to start over again in the other person's server, which unfortunately for Phoenix was him because I was like 10 levels ahead at the time. Um, right. It's just... What- it's nonsense like it's total nonsense like and they don't explain that like when you're it's not like it says like you know make sure you tell your friends what server they're going to be in like all you need is a disclaimer or something like that or like you know like there has to be a way to add a prompt or like oh okay ben has been playing for five hours longer than me i'm going and creating my character why can't it just be like hey you know like ben is playing in uh whatever you know whatever our server was do you want yeah. to create a character in that server? So that and and when you Google it, it's like a, it's like a hard no, like Reddit and everything. People are just like, you know, no Blizzard's like, nope, pick the same server. You're not playing with your friends. Yeah, that and that to you, me is a strange thing that Diablo is, or uh, Blizzard's like, no, we're not changing it. This is how it is. And it's saying like that. It's like, that's weird. It's total nonsense. I, I thought it was a day one or, you know, week one kind of thing, but. The fact that it was like, nah, this is it. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, I, that's like, I think it's, it's, it's pretty much accurate or good enough to just kind of say like the first, you know, dozen hours, it feels great. It feels like Diablo. It's, you know, it's the same type of story, you you know, like it's the same gameplay. The world looks the same. It looks good. It plays well. Uh, I don't know if you experienced this, but on uh, my iPad, at least, uh, it it like closed a lot on me. Um, mm-hmm. like, no, I didn't I would, notice I that. Would, yeah, I would get knocked out of the game every single session that I played, and it, I would have to load back, load the game back up from like booting it up. Um, but maybe that's yeah. not a common problem. Maybe that's yeah, it was annoying. It, you know, especially like it happened. It would happen when you and I were playing. And so I'd have to jump back in and it would be like, do you want to go back to where Harriet Tubman is? And I, cause that was Phoenix's name in the game. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, yes, I do. Why are you booting me out? But after those initial handful of hours, like you could probably get to level 50, which is where I am without too much trouble. And then after that, like I've already read that, like in order to beat some of the rifts and everything, you need the gear that is not going to drop in free to play. Um, or you'll just get completely annihilated or do next to no damage. And at that point, I was kind of like, well, let me delete this off my phone. It's still on my iPad right now, but I don't really have much desire to go and play it anymore. I mean, I got 20 hours out of it, dropped $15 on it. So, And you could get 20 hours out of it and not drop any money. So, I mean, overall, I would give it a thumbs up, but the microtransactions and, and the, the level progression, the further in you get are complete bullshit. Yeah, like I... I... I actually think it's great for what it is. I, I do love it. It's like true Diablo in your pocket. But uh, yep. man, what really annoyed me was like, you know me, I kind of like playing like quest story stuff, even if it's side quests. But at some point you reach to like, you have to be a certain level to do stuff. And that was annoying because I was always like yeah, well, four levels away. 
And that's 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 a way, you know, so, you know, as an example of what Phoenix is saying, it would be like you're level 34 and it wants you to be level 38 before you can continue the actual story. So your options are like do bounties, which there were, it was limited to eight a day or do like the Elder Rift, which the further up you get on that ladder, the more impossible it becomes to beat unless you're playing with like, you know, premium players. So... Right that's when they get you with microtransactions or, you know, free to play mechanics. So yeah, that was when I started feeling like, mm, this is a money grab. I mean, they give you a good gaming experience. That's for sure. And if you're looking for Diablo on your phone, this is it. it it's true. But um, I think that, you know, it's just like, there's no way to get to the end game without dropping like uh, evidently thousands of dollars. So what's the point? Right. I mean, the fact though, that if, <laughs> The fact that it made twenty five million in a month is like stupid. Like, yeah, why don't why don't we all just be developers and just make a game, right? Just cash yeah. cash and, out, and, dude. And of all the developers, like Blizzard certainly needs twenty five million dollars. Yeah, they're they're struggling. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like I, I saw uh, not to like derail it, but I saw they you know they talked about like Overwatch two recently and showed it off a little bit, and they show that it's going to be free to play or whatever, or I guess whatever you call that model. And um, people were like, blah, blah, blah. It's just stupid. It's like, dude, motherfuckers are going to be on that thing day one. They're going to make a lot of money. Like, it's not stupid. Like, <laughs> they're going to make money. Right. Um, yeah. So, so that's the opposite. Actually, I feel like the free to play model is not horrible, honestly, if it's like an actually good game like well, oh, people that like Overwatch, I, I like it, and you know it's good enough for. I would say it's great for like you could play it, you play the real game, and if you decide to spend money, that's cool. But uh, I actually don't mind it for games like that, you know, like Overwatch or whatever. Like it's not really a story based game. You're just coming in there, fucking up people, and running away, and you're done for a few months. Right. I actually don't mind it for that. No, that and they that, probably that make insane money. I is I didn't even realize Overwatch was free to play. I thought it cost money. The first one was, I think it was like thirty five or some shit like that. Oh, all um, right. This one is free to play now, and then it's gonna be there is some kind of deluxe edition that gives you some kind of I don't know fucking you know gold coins or some shit like right off the bat for like thirty dollars or something like that. Um, I don't know. I'll I'll definitely play it. Like I I liked it for what it was. I put like thirty hours into it, and then I was like, eh, all right, I'm done. Like once you get to the point where like everyone's fucking Jedi level and you're just getting destroyed, it's like all right, like I have fun with it for a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, unless you have anything to add to Diablo, we could probably start touching on some stuff we've been playing recently. I do. I do want to add real quick about uh. What's it called? Um, um, Xenoblade 3. They recently oh, showed yeah. off. I'm not going to talk a lot about it, but they recently showed off um, like a cool new, like pretty much they went in depth with like battling and like <laughs> crafting, which they have it back in there, dude, where it's like, to me, to you, <laughs> that whole shit. When you're crafting. <laughs> <laughs> That's in there again, which if it didn't have that, it wouldn't be used in a play then. Like people would be like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of it's calling at this point. Right. So I don't know if the I you know how the battling when you're battling and it's just a bunch of just random ass everyone's talking like fucking quick blade annihilation saber you know it's just like all that shit. I didn't yeah. notice that. I didn't notice that this time in the combat, which I would be okay with. Like I don't need like that. Um, I, yeah, I I don't need that either. I mean, I, and I, you know, like this is one of those games. I don't always do this, but this is one of those games where I haven't watched any trailers, and I didn't, you know, I'm I'm like I'm gonna go into it not knowing anything because I want it to all just be like, like you know, like when we were kids, like you couldn't really go and see what a game was gonna be like outside of maybe some clips in a commercial or something. So I'm right. gonna go in and approach it like, all right, one of my favorite franchises releasing a new game. Let's see what it's all about. But I don't know all the mechanics or anything about it really. Well. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. I mean, not that it's like a lot to spoil. It's basically Xenoblade, <laughs> you know. But um, it looks great. So I'm excited. And if people are interested, uh, you all should watch that, like, I don't know, 20-minute long thing. It was paused. It was really good, though. <laughs> yeah, the direct. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it is. 20-minute <laughs> so, long yeah, thing. <laughs> <laughs> that that's my uh that's my i think that's both of our uh one of our big summer releases so um i don't really have a lot that i'm gonna buy but that's definitely one of them um it's gonna be like instantly day one don't talk to me for like three days it's gonna do right yeah except for me because we'll be texting about it the whole time yeah we'll be like what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> join our discord you can join the talk um so uh are you pretty much are you uh good to get into what we've been playing yeah yeah uh cool we got some bleed over though like you got one that we both played so yeah that's right yeah i'll go first that's cool um i'll get the ones that i'm playing that we didn't both play out of the way because we already touched on diablo um just this afternoon i put like two hours into uh it's called naraka blade point it's actually like uh in, in the last day or two was released on game pass uh but it's been out for a while and it's like it's it's a battle royale game it's it's like think Fortnite if uh Fortnite were ninjas and samurais and uh so like all of it is sword fighting uh and bow play um so oh, it's shit. all dude it's all like great swords long swords katanas dual blades nunchucks and then um bows and uh what was the other thing uh crossbows and basically you drop in a map with 60 other people i did not realize when i played earlier for the very first time that i actually had a team uh and we won which you know is how every battle royale works it's like you're mostly playing bots um but it's it's like it's like Fortnite if you took guns out of the equation. I mean, bows obviously, but mo you're you're not going to be able to. You probably could get good at doing ranged attacks, especially if you had a team. But it's a lot of sword play. Like it's a lot of just like going at people with, and you know, then and then once you kill someone, you're like re replenishing your shield and your health. Um, it was okay. Uh, it got a little glitchy at times where my frame rate dropped dramatically. Um, Damn. But in in general, pretty fun. Um, it, it it had like a lot of like wall and building crawling mechanics, kind of like Assassin's Creed, sort of. Oh, um, 
Yeah, it's interesting. Like, honestly, when I downloaded it, I didn't know it was a battle royale. I just thought it was like like a samurai type game, and that's that's up my alley. And then like gives you a real brief tutorial on how to use all your weapons and your special moves and everything like that, and how to block and parry, and and it that's a, it's helpful and it's fast. And uh, like you have to repair your weapons. That's a new. That's also a thing. It's kind of like a monster hunter type thing where you actually step over to the side and hold a button down, and the person gets down on the knee and like sharpens their blades. Um, it's not bad yeah i mean i'll I'll play it more i don't think i'll play it a lot um but you know game pass i like to try to get my money's worth i noticed that not that i'm not a soccer guy but the new fifa dropped on game pass today Um, jesus yeah dude that's a good first day one day one premium title that's that's good for like the international population plays the hell out of the game yeah no doubt and you know for all the people that say Game Pass doesn't get games, if you're a soccer fan, have fun spending seventy bucks on that on PlayStation. So, um, but uh, yeah, this game Naraka Blade Point, I think this was called. Yeah, Blade Point. It's uh, it was all right. Like I had, I had a good time. I played like four matches, uh, won all of them, which is instantly when I was like, well, what, what happens when I get to like my tenth match and I'm getting butchered? But um, and you know and obviously it has a battle pass and it has a store so it has a very like you know fortnite or like mobile game mechanic with like battle pass it was all right uh, if you like if you like battle royales i think this one is worth checking out because it, it just is different um like every battle royale game literally all of them are guns and so one where it's like swords and it's like melee combat is kind of cool right that sounds um, cool. What's the online traffic like? Is it bots or actual people? Yeah, it's. I think it's a combination of both. Um, I mean, there's no doubt some of the people that I because I got my first match after I played the tutorial, I killed nine people, um, and my team won. I mean, there's no doubt that some of the people you're playing are bots, but I'm almost positive that my entire team were actual people. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll keep playing for the next couple days here and there uh, and see. Um, I There's no way I'll be playing this, I don't think, by the time we record again. But if you like Battle Royales, I would check it out just because it's different. And free um, on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the other game, not going to touch on it for very long, but it was super random, is uh, like last earlier last week, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do another full playthrough of Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> And because, uh, you know, I was like going through all this job interview stuff and kind of like stressing out about taking a new job in a completely new field. And uh, I don't have to think when I've played like any Dragon Quest game, really. Um, right. But especially not especially not this one, because like as much as I, I love Dragon Quest 11 in the full spectrum of the series, it's not the most challenging one. It's the most friendly to. Uh, like newcomers that I know that was the whole idea is like, you know, we're trying to take Dragon Quest mainstream. Um, I do like that the uh, the 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 addition on Game Pass, uh, it uh, does great with cloud gaming um, and it has the 2D mode if you want to go and like switch the 2D in the uh, uh, church. Oh so it's got all those Game Pass features. Has I'm probably... Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the definitive edition S or whatever. Yep, that's the version uh, that's in Game Pass. For some yeah. reason, I was convinced that was a Nintendo only thing, but they fucking lied. It was. It, it was. It was a Nintendo exclusive <laughs> back when they released it on Switch, um, like right. the definitive edition. I think it was a PlayStation exclusive when it first came out. 
Um, yeah, I remember that. And then it dropped on Switch with 2D mode. And so uh, this is my third playthrough of this game. I played the entire game when it came out. Then I played the entire game in 2D mode on my Switch. And now I'm just kind of going through. And I, I, t- I was telling you, like, you know, one of the things that's way different this time is, I, you know, for the first 10, 15 hours of the game, I skipped all the dialogue and cutscenes because I, I, I remembered all of it. Right. Um, so I waited until I had gotten like, you know, most of the party together. And then I was like, for whatever reason, this isn't as familiar now. So I guess I'll start, you know, viewing all that. But uh, it definitely scratches the itch of like playing something where I can do turn based and there's a great story, but uh, it's not like stressing me out. So I'm probably like 40, 45 hours in at this point um, here and there. Like, I just kind of pick it up when I have some time. I'm not like dedicated to it. Uh, but yeah, I'm back on the Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, that was seriously, you know, my first actual Dragon Quest that I actually finished, and I like love that game. That game is really great. So, if there's any RPG fans out there, also, dude, like I think I've said it before, but like the fact that it's a you know proper RPG with turn, just basic turn-based. Attack, defend, magic. Like, I just love that. It wasn't like any fucking gnarly fucking, you know, gaming mechanic. It was just old school, but made new. Like, I love that. Yeah, same. So, and also, there's a lot of replayability with, like, the 2D mode. Yes, that was what I was going to say. The 2D mode, <laughs> like, if we ever get that 3DS, dude, that 3DS version of that game... Oh my god, dude. Like I need to learn Japanese just to play that game. Yeah, right. <laughs> we so, were robbed, dude. We were like we were both like all in on that thing when it when it was supposed to come out for three years. Yep. Yep. And then, then it and then it was like, you know, oh North America, PlayStation. And then like I don't know if you remember this, but I remember this really distinctly. Like it came out in like I I think it was like either it was 2017 or 2018 it was it, it was definitely one of those two but like it came out and you and i were playing it like crazy and then you uh immediately uh had a family vacation to disneyland oh my gosh and that's right so you got like 10 <laughs> hours in and then we're gone for however long you guys were gone and i was just sort of like you know 80 hours in when you jump back in so i was trying not to like spoil anything but that's a that's a brutal game to have come out, play for ten hours, and then go on vacation. Yeah, I basically was playing that game uh, remotely on Vita. Uh, with yeah, shitty, right. Shitty Disney Wi-Fi. So that was <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven was my other one, and then uh, the game that we both played. We actually played the entire game together with the, the day it dropped a week ago. Is in one shot, that's right. At, at, at <laughs> time, with Phoenix's wife. Um, yeah, yeah, what but, the hell? <laughs> uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Uh, yep, Phoenix and I, on last Thursday, we set some time aside, dropped into the story mode, and got from chapter one to, like, whatever it is, chapter 16, and then it's multiple fa- false finishes. Um, dude, like... I don't see, and you and I kind of talked about this a little bit. I know there's going to be people that that feel differently, but like for me, there's not a ton of replayability. Um, like 
the replayability in that game would definitely be if you're like a trophy hunter or an achievement hunter or whatever. Um, but the story, the gameplay, the art, the music, everything, like I thought this game was um, awesome. Like it's not going to win my game of the year award or anything like that, but it was like literally everything that I would want out of a Ninja Turtles game. If they were going to release one, like it hit all the nostalgia. It's the cartoon turtles. You know, you can play as uh, all four turtles, April and Splinter. And if you finish the uh, story mode, spoiler alert, I, I don't care. At this point, you uh, you unlock Casey Jones, um, which I thought was kind of a bummer that he wasn't like a playable character straight from the beginning because they, they they advertised like, you know, featuring Casey Jones is a playable character. But they don't say that you have to play the game for three and a half hours or four hours uh, to unlock him and at that point like if you're if you play the whole story mode of that game and you're not almost entirely burned out on button mashing and killing foot soldiers more power to you uh, yeah. i went back um i went back and got a handful of the achievements just because i was kind of into it so like i went and played as casey jones and like i i did i got a you know like cheer up Raphael was an achievement and what i did was like there was an achievement for uh beating the arcade mode like it was like you know whatever 45 points or whatever and i was like i kind of want to do that but i don't want to play through this game again so i just kept looking for online lobbies that were like 75 80 percent of the way through the arcade mode and joined one of those and beat it oh that's cool yeah and it, and it gave you that you know so but um me personally i loved this game like i thought it was a, a ton of fun it's it's definitely more fun playing with friends it's more fun playing with friends wives um yeah like I, I yeah it was weird like as uh we were playing and it was probably like a solid hour hour and a half into our playthrough and all of a sudden it was like fartsy and then fartsy with a one in parenthesis next to it and i was like who is fartsy the second yeah and then and you know like you're you're you it's not like the type of game where you're like uh, like we weren't voice chatting or anything like that. And uh, it's not the type of game that you're going to be sending texts unless you're in between levels. Right. So we're like running, there we're running around and there's three of us. I'm kind of like, that's cool. I don't really understand what's happening anymore, but I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> and then we finished that level and Phoenix is like, uh, Sarah of all people is playing with this right now. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm fine with that. She was, she was killing some foot soldiers with Michelangelo for most of the time. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> It was so random, but um, she was like, "This looks fun." I was like, "Hell yeah, yeah, jump in!" Um, so, like, my final take: uh, if you're a Ninja Turtles fan, this game is amazingly fun. If you're, you know, like looking for the nostalgia or anything like that, it'll hit it. If you like beat 'em ups, like Streets of Rage Four, or you know, like Double Dragon or anything like that, like this will this will scratch that itch too. Um, I don't have any negative things to take away from it, to be completely honest. Like I thought all of it was really well done for what it is. I mean, it's not a, it's not a masterpiece on like a higher video game level, but on a Ninja Turtles beat em up level, I think this is one of the best ones that's been released. Uh, I think it's the best Ninja Turtles game that's ever been released. And I think it's a, it's a really great beat em up. So I would give this game like a strong nine out of 10 based on, on what it is in the, on, in the genre that it comes from. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, like, dude, like, I had so much fun, like, the whole time, just, like, laughing and just cracking up at, like, random shit that was happening and, like, the the, uh, the whole dialogue, you know, like, it was really cool to, 
to go back to uh, Ninja Turtles because I hadn't really fucked with the series since like a kid, you know? Like I haven't really. Yeah. They're not like they're not like still. Well, I guess they are still coming out, but like I don't know. I haven't really been into the series a lot lately. So playing it, I was just like, oh my god! Like I forgot about all these characters, and I forgot about like just the stupid, goofy shit they say randomly, and um, you know, like whenever you walk into a room and you see the foot soldiers like doing random shit, I was just like, God, this game is really <laughs> good. Yeah, it's it really was, good. It, it felt just like the ones from like Super Nintendo. Like right. be- better graphics, but it was like, you know, it just it really was like, oh, you know, and I was like a Ninja Turtles fanatic growing up. I got I got a Donatello tattoo. Yeah, dude. Like I am, you know, uh, and of course, like so th- that's the funny thing is like uh, something, you know, if you're listening for the first time or, or whatever, like Phoenix and I, we come from like interesting perspectives on video games because more often than not, we're like polar opposites. Um, you know, like I'll, I'll do Warriors games. Phoenix likes deck building and card based games, you know, and, uh, you know, th- I do a lot of shooters and you don't dislike shooters, but it's definitely not like your, your genre or anything. Right. Um, you know, and then, you know, we're talking about all sorts of different stuff where, where it's always just like, well, there's another thing that we can chalk up to just being Ben and Phoenix stuff. And then I'm like, right. well, Donatello is my favorite turtle. And you're like, yeah, dude, he's the best one. And I was like, there you go. There it is. That that's, that's the yeah. bonding moment right there. You, you wait for the Donatello and, and like, I can remember being a kid and being like, no one, no one else likes him. I don't get it, man. Like he's the one that does all the machines and nerdy stuff. Like, come on. No but, one liked him as a kid. I don't understand it. Nah. And I, I think even now, like, I still think, you know, if you grew up a Ninja Turtles fan, your favorites were like the other three. I mean, I know for a fact, like all everyone that I knew that loved Ninja Turtles was a Michelangelo fan. Um, or, or Raphael with my people. They were like, oh, Raphael. Too. Like, ah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was one of those two. Like Donatello was too nerdy and like Leonardo was too like prim and proper. Uh, right. but yep. So, uh, so Ben and Phoenix were, were, were Donatello guys. Um, but did I actually play a lot of the game as I want to say Raphael? Yeah, you were. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of, I, I didn't switch at all. I played through the, our, our entire playthrough. I was, uh, Donatello. Right. Um, you, you kind of like, you did some Leonardo and some Raphael. I think you also did some April um oh, that's right april mm-hmm. yeah yeah you were rocking april for a while which she's like smacking people in the head with her microphone and stuff um <laughs> no nah, i i just i i just think the world of this game like you know this is one of those games where it's just like you know if you if i had to describe it in one word i would be like it was fun like the whole thing it was fun it wasn't too long it scratched every itch. It looked good. It played good. I mean, it was it, it was what it was from a story standpoint, like not setting the world on fire, but with Ninja Turtles, like I just thought they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it felt like it felt like you were playing an episode of Ninja Turtles, and it was like had a great little like story that was just enough to be like, ah, you know, it was great. Yeah, and uh, and you know, one final thing about it is again, uh, day one game pass didn't pay anything for it if you're on switch or playstation you were dropping 25 bucks on that game so the game pass doesn't get any games everybody that keeps saying that's 100 percent right yeah and but i i really do wonder if i know like a lot of people don't play indies or don't really like even 
like think about indies. But like, dude, like that game, I guess, would be considered indie. It's like the fact that that, that came out game one or day one, day one. <laughs> um, it's kind of neat, you know. Like, I mean, that was like a, I would say, a premium indie game. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Like, I don't understand that when people say, you know, Game Pass. Like, I get it. They want like nothing but like every month is like Resident Evil twenty Game Pass on. They want like crazy shit like that every month, and it's just not possible. Like with developers, um, probably working their ass off as it is, dude. Yeah, well, and, like, there's other things where it's, like, you know, I, I don't care what anybody says. I'm probably not going to play it, but I think it's cool as shit that uh, Assassin's Creed Origin is on Game Pass now. I mean, it's not the most recent game, but it was right. the first one in the series to embrace more RPG elements, and it's a, still a major title, even if it's a couple years old. Um, I mean, Game Pass definitely has games. I mean, does it get everything day one? No. But, you know, does PlayStation get anything day one? No. So... You know, I, I'm I'm good with Game Pass. I'm I'm a hundred percent. I was at GameStop the other day, and the dude was like, "Hey, if your your friends want a PS5, we're gonna have a shipment. If you're here at like nine, I can guarantee you'll be able to get one." And I was like, "Oh, cool, thanks." There's no chance. So yeah, it's it's cool and all. I played it. I put my nephews, but I'm not like dying enough to get one. Yeah. So. That wraps up what I was playing, and I will uh, turn the reins over to you. All right. Actually, um, I'll be kind of fast. Not kind of fast on one, but like, uh, so I was in a, I was in a game set, GameStop, as we do, and it was <laughs> Bravely Default 2 there for like, I forget how much, like $40, I think, which was pretty cheap for what I usually see it for. And then... Yeah. Um, I pretty much was trading in, I think, two games, like Luigi's Mansion and Triangle Strategy. And I got, like, 50 or $60 for those two games, and so I just threw that right to the Bravely Default 2. Um, long story short, like, I don't love this game. Like, I am a huge Bravely Default fan. I even love Bravely Second, which people don't like. Um, but I loved the first two, and when I played this game... Something about it. Like, I don't know, dude. The story is, you know, the story just hasn't been, like, amazing, but the story was just very boring as it is. And then the battle was, like, the boss battles are, like, insanely, like, hard now. Pause. And it's, like, hard for no reason. Pause again. And <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just kind of, like, like, I know people are probably like, oh, this guy is weak as hell. But it's, like, dude, like, I'm like at the point now in my life where like I don't really want to like I don't want to play a game on easy, but I don't want a game to be like, haha, you lost. So you have to die twice in order to learn how to like beat this guy. Like I'm so over that shit, dude. Um so whenever I I had like three like hard uh boss battles and that third one, like I lost like twice. And it takes like twenty minutes to get to like the end of the, the match. So when you're spending like twenty minutes two times and yet do you start doing it again and lose again you're just like all right dude like i'm not gonna do this a fourth time like i'm i'm good <laughs> yeah and for all those wondering like i was leveled up i was over level i'm always like grinding pretty much i, I never like run away from a battle or anything so i definitely was on level but it was pretty much one of those 
those boss fights where it's like, um, you know, you can already get a bunch of turns with Brave the Default anyway, but like, you know, the boss all of a sudden has like endless mana. They just they just fucking hit you with like all these moves that like make you like paralyzed and they hit you with like a a move that like does five hundred to everybody. Shit like that is just like, all right, dude, like this is just it's just annoying at that point. Um so yeah. I'm not in that game. <laughs> um I feel I feel like they changed it up a little bit. Like they maybe they were trying to be inspired a little bit by Persona or something. And it just felt different than the other games. It definitely felt different. I mean, I I liked it just fine. I did think that it was a little more challenging than it needed to be, but it did it definitely didn't have the same feel. I didn't like the second one. I was in that crowd, but it didn't have the same feel feel as the first two at all. It felt yeah, like they were rebooting and... the, the franchise altogether, so that you didn't have to have played the first two to feel like you were getting in on something you know new. Right. And in the very beginning, I really did like it. Like, it was really great. And then the boss fights, just like, man. But like I said, I don't want to make a, I don't want to play a game on casual. Like, I don't, like, I do want a challenge, but like, don't like give me poison and then like hit me with the paralyzed and then like destroy me. And then it's like, all right, like, that's not fun to just die for no reason, but at times. Right. Right. Yeah. As you can tell, Phoenix is not a Dark Souls fan. No, hundred percent. Um, so uh, when I stopped playing that, I swapped over to Stardew Valley because I hadn't played. I played that a lot on Vita, but not enough to really, I would say, get a lot of seasons in. And so now mm-hmm. I'm playing Stardew, and I'm on the winter for the first time I've ever been in the winter, and it's exciting. Like at first I was like, I can't grow anything. Like what the hell do I do? But then I was like, it kind of frees your time up. Like I, I started upgrading all my tools cause like I didn't want to upgrade too much because I needed the tools every day. <laughs> right. And now I can you like upgrade them. More. Right. Like, um, also I really like to fish in the game and I guess real life, but, um, so it was cool to like focus on fishing for a while and, uh, just like get that like really leveled up and and then going to the dungeon and finally getting you know a lot of iron that I've been trying to get for other stuff like it was it's cool like I guess it's kind of neat to have that season to like build up shit and uh, I don't know it's a it's a really good game I know everyone already knows this but um, I for whatever reason had never really put a lot of time in this game mainly because I think Animal Crossing was out and about. And, you know, whenever I would start to play Animal Crossing or whenever I started to play the Stardew, I was just kind of like, yeah, but Animal Crossing's out. Like, why do I, I want to play this? Um, but I do love this game now. I wish, I do sometimes wish that you could pick the time, that like you could pick <laughs> to make, like, the time pass, like, like Animal Crossing, like, real time, so that you could come back into the game and, like, two days from now your crops are ready and it feels like an actual two days has passed instead of just like you go to sleep. I don't know. I've always yeah. hated to like, for whatever reason, I don't like the like, you got to go to sleep mechanic. Like I just want to be like endlessly energized and just like, you know, you, you know, animal crossing pretty much is like, you're done because everything's closed and there's nothing else to do for the day. Really? Like I kind of like that about it versus 
your character goes to sleep at this time, and I, you know, when I play Stardew, I always feel like my guy's gonna fall asleep or my energy's low. I gotta eat. It's like I kind of that's the thing I kind of dislike about it, but not enough to not play it. But anyway, uh, that uh, a fun fact. Um, that is the only game. Not that there's a lot of games that you could do this with. Uh, but it's the only game that I own on everything that it's available yeah. on. You know, like I, I mean, I don't. Okay, that's not true. I don't have it on PC, but I don't really PC game at all. But um, I have it on download on my Vita. I have it uh, purchased from the eShop, so I can download on either one of my Switches. Uh, I have it on my iPad installed, and I have it. Uh, it's purchased, and I could download it on my phone, like as we speak. Like I, I have like quintip- quintuple dipped on that game, and probably put forty, fifty hours on each platform into it. Uh, but you know, like I, that's definitely a thing where like um, I get into the farming games, and a lot of the mechanics of this of the farming games that you don't like. I'm really into like I know you don't like the grid based watering and everything like that and I find it relaxing like that's one of the the things that I like about those games is like going plant by plant but I also yeah. understand like you know the, why people wouldn't like that and like the the day night cycle or like the day cycle I guess where like basically um a minute goes by for every second or it's uh, or 10 minutes goes by for every second or something like that the days go by really quickly um right and and i don't mind that either because you could theoretically get through you know like a season or two in one sitting if you uh just kept playing but it's one of my favorite games of all time i also think it's worth mentioning i mean the game's been out forever so it's like you know i don't want to overdo it but like i think it's remarkable that it was just one person that developed and kept that game going yeah no it's i mean and that's another good point it's been out for so long that it's like pristine now like you don't have to worry about too many like i don't notice any bugs really and no i don't uh, think there are any no and it's 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 probably so polished now that you know if someone hasn't played it yet it's probably fucking premium now uh, yeah I, I, I know it is <laughs> uh i do want to mention too that um um you know like they have a bunch of like stuff as far as like you can like marry and wed and all that stuff and get the relationships going. I know people like that stuff. Um, I haven't really t- taken much time to do that, to be honest, because I'm like always maintaining the farm. Um, but I did notice that once you upgrade your bucket of watering can, it like waters more distance around you and shit. So that, yeah. that helped me a lot. That was like, oh, okay. Now I don't mind so much. Um, and I have like a sprinkler system now. So I was like, this is, <laughs> this is what I need, sprinkler system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, you know, that's definitely. And, you know, the, the, unlike a lot of other games in the genre, like farming games, this is one where you really can kind of do it literally any way you want. Like, you could theoretically not farm and just socialize. It wouldn't be smart because you wouldn't have any money. But, right. um, but I mean, there's a lot of different ways. Like you could, you could not socialize, get married, or do anything like that at all. You could just do dungeons and build up your farm, and you know, like there's a lot of ways where it's like most farming games. There's still some linear storyline where like you have to do it this way, and they're not necessarily endless. Um, right. 
So, you know, like props to Concerned Ape for developing an incredible indie game that he's kept going all these years. Right. And and that's kind of been me. Like, I don't really ever, like, I'll come into town to buy, like, seeds or whatever. And then I'm like, all right, fuck y'all. And then I go back to the farm. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> uh, I kind of I like that about the game, that it's just, like, you could do whatever. Um, all right. So you have anything more that you want to say about Stardew? No, I'm good on that one. Well, my last game... Uh, is Amori, which just dropped, uh, I guess, last week, really, but it feels like it's been out longer than that. Um, but my, my wife and I are 100% addicted to this game. I've been dying for this game. Uh, it was supposed to come out on 3DS back in the day. Uh, it was like a Kickstarter game. The artwork always got me. I know it's not like your, it's not like Ben's artwork, where it's kind of like colored pencil. I guess you said you kind of liked it, right? You, you appreciate it or whatever, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, or I, I think it was the type of thing where uh, I got why people would like it. But for me, I almost based on the art, I was like, I'm not going to be able to stick with this. Right. That's what it is. Like, you can, you can see why it, it's neat. Yeah, or for sure. Well, it's basically like if you, uh, someone like pretty much animated, like fight scenes and stuff in the game with car or not cardboard, uh, colored pencil. So it looks like kids art and you're playing as kids. So it makes sense, but the story is very dark. There's some times where it actually legit turns into like a scary game, but you're playing like, all, you know, it's like a top down, like earthbound kind of art style. So it doesn't look scary, but there's parts where like it all goes dark everything is black and white or something like that. And, you know, your character's walking through a dark room. Um, and like the music's kind of freaky. Um, it's, it's just amazing, dude. I like, this is the RPG that I've been waiting for, like for real, like the story's great. The music is out of this world. Like, I know that's not really your thing, but like whenever there's a soundtrack where like every track hits and I'm just like, stop for a second, and listen to it. Like that helps me play games even more. Um, like the soundtrack is super good. It, it kind of reminds me of Earthbound, where it's like, you know, like back in the day and stuff. Like Earthbound kind of had like a sound of its own. Like it didn't. It sounded like a video game, but it didn't sound like every other video game. You know, I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. It kind of no, had it like a, its own makes... sound, right? And I would say that I'm worried it doesn't have its own. Well, I say it has its own sound, but I mean like it sounds like. It sounds like Earthbound or something now, you know, like, but if it, if it came out back in the day, it would definitely sound like Omori. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, if anyone like is really into RPGs, but they are interested in like, I don't know, like Persona or kind of like the special kind of different, you know, I've always liked kind of modern RPGs that are like, they're not necessarily taking place in the medieval times or whatever. Um, like your weapon is like, you know, like balls. Like I guess one one character is like a ball. Um, the other character is like a like a stuffed toy. You know, like it's like it's just random weapons that don't make sense. But you know, it works for like their kids fighting, so like it makes sense. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, highly suggest it. I like I haven't even finished a game, and I. 
would definitely give a ten out of ten. Uh, a guy I know it's I know it's great. Like the writing is super good. Um, like I don't I can't really say anything better about it. Like there is one spot I hit where uh, I guess I was supposed to jump down this hole, and I saw the hole, and I pressed it, and I it said, "All right, there's a hole." It just said, "There's a hole." And I walked about my day and kept going. And then I got lost. I was like, where the fuck do I go? And then I looked it up and it was like, you're supposed to jump into the hole. And I was like, I couldn't jump in the hole. So anyway, that was the only part that I got to that I was just like, what the fuck? I didn't know I was supposed to do that because it didn't let me. But um, other than that, you don't have to really hunt for what to do, which is another good thing. It's not like Earthbound in that respect. You pretty much have a good stride of things to do. So uh, I highly recommend it. I know it's not for everybody. But uh, the guy or the girl that created it made it an RPG maker. So that's also like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? That had to have taken hours. You're right. Um, I mean, I think we've all kind of played RPG maker. And instantly I was like, yeah, this is not for, for me at all. Like it, it's fucking like intense. Like it was way more. I thought it'd be like a cool, like ah, make an RPG, but like, nah. It was way more intense than I thought. I never actually picked that game up. It looked uh, like well, it was going to be too involved. Yeah, I think I played it at a friend's house or he let me borrow it or something like that. And I was just like, Mm-mm, nope. Right away, I was like, nah. <laughs> I think, um, you know, I don't I don't have any like solid thoughts on Amari only because like I could tell for me um, it I, 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 and I had another friend that was the exact same way where like, you know, there's just some games where when you start it, you can tell that like, right. oh, this isn't going to be for me. And the very beginning of the game, like the white room and area you're in, I almost was like, nope, I'm not doing this. Um, but like, I like RPGs that have, um, in the beginning, at least have direction. I don't like right. to be dropped into something and have to figure it out. I don't like, I don't like mechanics of, uh, and you know, it's been out for a couple of years. So it's not really spoiling anything, but I don't like mechanics where you're dropped into a room and you pull a light switch and a knife drops somewhere and then you pick it up and it doesn't explain to you that like, you know, the things that are around you are enemies and they'll hurt you and start you back at the beginning. Like I like, uh, I like a tutorial and uh this game unless it's deeper in it from the get-go at least uh, does not have one and so you're kind of just like blindly figuring it out and for someone that like doesn't like puzzles at all like it feels like a puzzle from the from the very beginning um and so if that's your thing i would imagine that like it's instantly like oh this is great and if the puzzle thing and no tutorial or whatever isn't your thing then it's almost like and the other thing is i'm sure the writing is really good but to me it was really quirky and corny um like the full like the full half (laughs) the full half an hour that i played i was just like you know i think i think it really is just one of those like you know if if it hits the if it hits your uh your interests or the things that you like in games it'll be perfect and if if it doesn't it'll almost you'll almost know right away 
Like it won't be the type of game where you have to get two hours in before you're like, eh, I'm not sure about this. Like I knew once I was walking around the world and everything um, that I was like, it just, it, it wasn't what I was looking for, but I at least wanted to try it because I knew it's like critically and, and, and commercially like acclaimed. So I know I'm in the minority there where I was just sort of like, all right, well, I'm going to move on to something else now. And uh quick mention, it was game one on day one on Game Pass, which is, that's also kind of neat. Uh, I didn't yep. expect that. But um, no. I've been playing it on the Switch, though, because I just, I have to have it on Switch. What were you going to say? Oh, I was, no, the, you know, like that was, that was the only reason that I even gave it a shot, because I knew I wasn't going to pay money for it. But then I ha- I was lo- reading about it. And it was all like, you know, oh, Game Pass on, you know, whatever day. It was the same day Turtles dropped, I think. And um, and I was like, well, then I don't have any reason not to give it a shot. I got some time and it doesn't cost me anything. So that's a big plus is you can, you know, if you have an Xbox or your phone or anything, I mean, you can, you can, I get, I'm imagining it's got cloud play availability. Um, you, you know, like you can try it out without any additional cost for sure. Yeah. And um, I do want to say, though, like it was kind of it's kind of like a game like like you were saying where like, man, if it's your jam, it's your jam. But like I knew in the beginning when I was playing it, I was like, this is like I like that kind of stuff where it's like mystery. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I like that. But I know, like, dude, a lot of people are going to jump into that game on Game Pass or wherever and be like, fuck this. Like, because it starts out really blunt, you know, and it's just like. Like you're saying, it's not like an easy entry pause. And so um, that is kind of like, I know like games that do that, you kind of risk like losing people unless they're already uh, interested in the game. But like, it is kind of like a design challenge, kind of like, how do you start a game that you don't get people to be like, ah, fuck this. Well, you Um, know, you know where it really lost me. And again, like this is a a spoiler, but I don't care because it's been out for a couple of years. But I don't really mind like, you know, figuring things out a little bit, but what I don't like uh, is um, when you're expected to figure like this game, this is the type of game where you're basically, you have to check everything possible in, in a room or a level. And the big, the, the example I'll give of that is in the very beginning of the game, like first five minutes you speak to a friend and the friend's like, please find my stuffed animal. And you can search everywhere for it. And I was like, I can't find this stuffed animal anywhere. And like, it's hidden inside of a watermelon. And (laughs) the watermelon's like down in the back, in the bottom left-hand corner. And dude, like, I know that there's, there's some people were like, that's, that's their, that's what they love is like figuring right. things out, you know, even if it doesn't make sense. And for me, I was like, where is it? Where is it? I can't find it. And like, I, you know, I was like, uh, okay, well, I don't know where it is. And I, all these kids just repeat the same dialogue, blah, 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 blah. And finally, like I Googled it and it was like, go search the watermelon. And I was like, oh, and I went down and it cracked open the watermelon. And it was like, here's your stuffed animal. And I almost at that point, I was like, I, this is definitely not for me. Um, <laughs> So for further you know, reference or whatever, the watermelon is there uh, all over. The, they're the treasure chest of the game. <laughs> yeah, see, if, 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 if even a hint of that was explained in the beginning, I could at least be like, 
okay, well, this is what I'm looking for. Right. But, um, but even after you, you know, I would imagine that once you get that first one, eventually you pick up on the fact that like, oh, these are treasure chests. But yeah, you know, for me, like I would rather that be explained to me at some point than just, you know, not know to search for a random watermelon sitting on the floor that things are mysteriously inside of. And that's the quirky thing that I think a lot of people are going to love. And that's the quirky thing where I'm like, nah, this is uninstall. Um, but when, like, I can, I can see why it's charming as hell. It just didn't charm me. Oh uh, yeah, I get it. And there's like another thing the game does. that's kind of scary, you know, and you know me, I guess it's also like a perfect storm for me. Like it's, it's got really good side quests. Not a lot though, but like just enough to make you feel like, um, you know, something else to do. And some of the side quests you do straight up will let like teach you a skill. And if you don't do the side quest, like you won't have that skill for the whole game. And so that kind of made me realize like, oh shit, like you should kind of pay attention to these side quests. They're not like overwhelming, but it's just enough to be like, ah, let me do this real quick. And, um, you know, most of, I would say in the beginning, the side quests teach you skills. But towards the end, like where I'm at now, you pretty much get like a really good item. But um, that kind of scared me in the beginning. I was like, shit, like I can't ignore these really because what if I don't get a skill? And there's another spot where like there's spots all around where you are. You're in a kitchen somewhere and when and your healer is like he's a kid that's into cooking. And you're in a kitchen and you pick up a frying pan and that's like one of his weapons. But like if you missed it, you would have not gotten an upgraded weapon. It's sparkling in the corner. You can see it sparkling, but it also would be easy to miss. So it's kind of one of those games where if you're someone that likes to pick around, like, you know, like see what things are, um, it'd be fun. But if you're just someone that likes to just stick to the story, it could also, like, and I don't like that either. Like, I, I kind of don't like that. Like, you could not miss, you could miss items. Like, I'm not really a fan of that. See, that's the type of thing where, like, you know, in a Dragon Quest game, you walk around the world, you you can uh, break into people's houses, and they just seem more than delighted that you've just broken and entered their <laughs> house. And, uh, you know, you, search, you, like, search their bookcase or, like, smash their stuff, and they're just kind of standing there. But, like, you get, like, a medicinal herb or, like, some gold. It's not like some, you, you could skip all of that and not miss out on anything that's, like, tantamount to the experience of the game. Um, right. You know, whereas like you, you almost what you just described is like you, you almost couldn't call those side quests if they're like skills involved. They're almost like, you know, not not required, but like game changing quests. Um, And usually like a side quest, like you get, you know, like you might get something that like really helps you out, but it's not going to like impact you significantly, like missing out on a skill. I mean, I think it really comes down to, like, I like, you know, like, if I have an RPG, I want my skills to be based around, like, a skill tree. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not even 100% sure that I wouldn't try this game again, but at this point in time, being, like, 40 hours of Dragon Quest Eleven, Omori was not going to scratch any edges. Yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely, you're in a mood for Omori. Like, it's, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't play it like that either. So, I guess uh, unless you had any other games that pop into mind, we're uh, done with our games that we've been playing. 
Yeah, I'm good with that, dude. <laughs> so we have like a, a talking point, which uh, sometimes we'll have and sometimes we don't. But uh, we were kind of talking about it uh, earlier today. Uh, and uh, I'll let you lead on this one. What is our talking point this episode? Dude, so um, it's pretty much like if you want to, if we had the power, if we worked at wherever and we were the, we were the CEO people, I guess, and we could create our own console, or not create our own console, but I guess what we would think would be a great console, we could just say, like, let's do this, make it happen. What would that be? So what does your console look like? <laughs> so, I mean, right off the bat, my console is hardcore going to be um, uh, a handheld. Like, I, I, I probably wouldn't... I probably wouldn't go for console, like a, a home console, I guess. I'd go for a handheld that... Um, I would say that I could conform it to like um kind of how kind of how game pass is, but it's a handheld as well. So like you could play it handheld, you know, like I guess, uh, I guess the nearest example would be a switch light, but if you wanted to, um, you could play it like anywhere, like in the cloud, which I know is kind of like defeating the purpose of a handheld, but like, hear me out. There's some times where you're not near your handheld or you just happen to be on your phone um, so that that would be, I guess, my console idea, I guess, if I could do like a hybrid handheld slash your games are always in the cloud as well. Um, I think that'd be my thing. So yeah, that sounds good to me. And I'm not that far off from yours. Mine um, also handheld. Uh, I would take what something that I already have. And just modify it. So I would take the uh, the Surface Duo, uh, which is you know L- LCD screens running 720p uh, on both screens. Um, but like the Surface Duo, it's an okay gaming gaming device. You can stream Game Pass, and you can down you know it's it's Android, so you can download Android games. You can run a game on one screen and have whatever running on the other. Or if you're running Game Pass, you can turn it sideways, and then the bottom screen turns into a controller that's uh, mapped out for whatever game you're playing. But like in my fantasy world, you take like the exact specifications and screens of the Surface Duo. And then add a game slot so that you could buy physical media for it. Um, you know, kind of like a 3DS, but thinner with much nicer screens that have the, the dual processing ability. So you really could like play a game on one screen and be watching a playthrough or something on the other. But what I would do with it, and this is where it gets a little far fetched, is I would take one of the screens and have it so that you could it would come with like a set of buttons that magnetize to the bottom screen so that they actually press in uh, and you could map them out where you wanted to instead of where it maps it out for you. I'm not a big fan of playing Game Pass games on the Duo with the virtual buttons just because I just don't feel like I'm I'm pressing them. Um, right. So that would kind of be my dream console is something where like you know you could it could multitask in having the ability to like surf the internet and do youtube and do whatever on one screen and play your games on the other uh with full like cartridge support and then like some sort of ability to 
to like snap on or magnetize buttons to uh, where the virtual controller is so that you could actually feel the physical button pressing in. But that's that's my dream console. And that's not too far off either. Like I, I've mentioned before, maybe just to you, I don't know if on the podcast, but you know, like a Switch 2 or whatever, like if they just made a straight up Android phone and you could slide in small Joy-Cons on the side of the phone, dude, like sign me up. I'd be in there like 100% day one for that. Um, yeah, same. That that would be great for me at least because I'm would like i always having my phone in my pocket and there's always moments where I just want my game. And I know there's like those things right now like Backbone and the Kishi Razor thing, you know, like I know that exists, but like if you could have like straight up like a first party Nintendo phone and and then it you know like that would be that'd be really neat and it sounds kind of like we're both kind of working that same kind of direction where like you got your personal device and also your gaming device together and it's just like a like a hybrid killing machine yeah no one's no one's ever really been able to you know like Sony tried that with like those Xperia phones back in the day and like obviously folding phones do a half decent job but like an you know what would be ideal would be like a Nintendo phone that that ran Game Pass as well since there was there were rumors at points that like you know Game Pass was going to get announced for Switch um cuz Microsoft and Nintendo play decently well together um and Phil Spector is a big Switch and Nintendo fan like something like that where like you know where you can stream Game Pass games on this Nintendo phone, but that's all you can do or whatever. I'd even be okay with that. Um, like cloud gaming from Game Pass, then full Nintendo support. That would be all right, too. But, uh, dude, if they do that, it's, it's fucking over. Like, and I don't, I don't think it would kill anyone's sales because, I mean, you're not getting the full experience of Game Pass like, at all. When you play it through the web, it's not great. But no, and, Nintendo, and the only thing that they really uh, they stand to do is get more Game Pass subscriptions. Right, like people would spend like crazy, I bet, fourteen dollars a month or whatever. And yeah, you know, like they'd probably be like, well, either either they either they spend monthly or they eventually buy an Xbox because they want to play the proper game and not the cloud based. Like, I really don't think it'd be a bad business decision for anybody. Um, and you know, Nintendo wouldn't really lose people because you're still probably buying, buying Nintendo the games. Yeah, yeah, and the device, right? So, like, that'd be you know, cool. I'm gonna throw this. Yeah, I think it would. I'm gonna throw this out there because it's still kind of on the same topic, and and I don't know that it's worth its own topic because I think it's a pretty simple answer, and and I'm putting you on the spot. So if you don't have an answer, that's fine. But like, of consoles that already exist. You know, in our entire lifetime, do you have like a dream handheld or console that like if you if money wasn't an issue and you could buy a mint, you know, inbox, all the manuals, wrapper is still on it. Is there one thing that sticks out as like you'd have to have? Damn. Buy a mint version of. Man. It'd probably be. uh, You know, like. The uh, the micro or or the SP. I never owned an SP. I I was never crazy about it at the time. That's why I never got one really. 
But um, to be able to like own one of those like brand new without like you know shitty eight year olds that had it and they fucked it up now, I yeah. think that would be that'd be the. I mean, I already own a micro, so I guess I'm not dying for that. But like, you know, an SP. I think if if the Game Boy advanced the white one, if that one was a backlit screen, it'd probably be that. But I had that as a kid. I hated the screen, so I guess I would say SP. Mm-hmm. Mine, uh, mine, hands down, and it's been my dream console. And we, we have both looked it up on eBay. I have gotten dangerously close to buying one when I was far broker than I am now. But uh, Mint Inbox never opened Famicom Game Boy Micro. That would be mine. Um, the Famicom, the, the Japanese imported Famicom Game Boy Micro is my dream console, which is really a pisser because I have some friends that I've mentioned before that own a local video game store and I dog sit for them sometimes. And they just have one sitting on their shelf. And they're like, if you ever want to play it, I'm like, look, man, I don't mean to sound yeah. like an asshole but i don't want to play it i want to own it like i don't it's like i, I don't want to sit on your couch and play it i want it to right. have it in my hand on my shelf that's that's what i want um and maybe like a month ago the dude his name is fish um he uh texted me and he was like we got a game boy or a famicom micro and again it's in uh mint condition i took it home for myself and i was kind of like this isn't a text message i need man it's not, a, yeah, it's not something hell. i really need to read but uh like you know just don't be surprised if your dog is like fucked up when you get back from vacation i'm just saying <laughs> um but that's that's it that's been and it's been like that's my bucket list i already own a micro so it's not about having a micro I do wish because yeah. I bought a micro like, you know, inbox release day at GameStop. And I can remember it was a hundred bucks back then. And I can remember the people in the store like laughing at me like, dude, like I obviously the gaming world thought the Game Boy Micro was stupid back then. Yeah, they, um, they thought it was dumb shit. I can, I can remember them being like, wow, someone's actually buying one of these things. And now they're worth a fortune and people love them and there's a whole community for it. I still think it's great. You know, like I'm going on vacation for a couple of days and a couple like next month and I may actually bring mine with, you know, just whatever. But that that Famicom edition, uh, Japanese import or, you know, with like the the travel bag and everything like that, that's uh that's my dream console. That's the one that I I have no doubt at someday I will have. But as you discovered looking them up on eBay for me one day, like to, trying to find one that forget about getting it with the box, but like find trying to find one that's not beat up is impossible. Right, and man, that really sucks. I really wish that Nintendo just came out with a bunch of those cases or something like a reprint of those micro cases. Cause like, dude, like they're like, we're struggling out here, dude. And yeah, um, right. <laughs> and if you bought one of those, if you bought one brand new and maybe the, you know, like if the case is fucked up, it's not like the whole device is like, when you take off the case, it's like underneath is perfect, you know, like, right. So if they came out with a new one, it wouldn't be so bad, but yeah. But that is a super pretty console. Yeah, that's, I still, that's the one for me. Kind of the, the same kind of thing for me. Like, I don't know if I would ever actually do it, but that, uh, you know, the Pikachu one, was like a, it's like a red and like the Pikachu's in the corner, the black yeah, and the red. Yeah. Like that, that one is like, if I'm in Japan and I see that thing, I'm coming home with that. Like, I swear, I don't care how much I <laughs> 
you know, that that's one that I'll get at some point. Uh, it, the, the other one, it's not a dream console for me, but it's just one that I can't ever get out of my head. And so I know I'll own one eventually is the Engage. Yeah. Um, you know, as much happen. as like, you know, that's been a, a talking point and kind of like a, a joke on this podcast, but like, and, and Phoenix and I joke about it, like in our text message thread and everything, but like eventually, you know, I will have an Engage, and I'm positive that within like 15 minutes of opening it, I'm going to be like, this thing is trash. And yeah. then it'll just sit on a shelf forever. But I don't care. I think that it's such a uniquely interesting device that like I just want one for my personal collection. But it's not a dream console, it's just a bucket list console. Yeah, I'm dying to have one, and it makes no sense because like I know it's going to be like, this is trash. <laughs> awful like almost uh, that that system has a near 100 percent success rate of having games that are, have bad reviews yeah and i'm like i don't even care man i don't care that the phone won't work i don't care that like you know it, it's it's back then it was like you know cutting edge even if the games weren't good but i just want to you know what i want to do i want an engage and i want to hit a stone cold stunner on someone with that terrible wrestling game that's all yeah. i'm not asking for that much it's not the simple thing that's for. Uh, yeah, but you know, that, th- there's that. I definitely want to grab one of those eventually. Maybe with this new job, I'll uh, you know, I'll invest in uh, in an engage. Hell, maybe I'll just be like, well, first paycheck. We're both getting engages. Um, but but for the time being, uh, it's not really on my agenda because I do know and I am acutely aware that it, it's a trash handheld. But uh, it's a trash handheld that I very badly want to own. Right, and uh, you already have one of these, but. Engage color, like I'm dying for one of those, and I know I'll get it, and I'll get like four games, and probably never turn it on ever again. Yeah, um, but same thing. That's like I, I, I have to have it. I don't know why. Also, a Wonder Swan, which there's literally like no games for it in English, but like ever since I was a kid, I wanted a Wonder Swan, and everyone's like those things are cheap they're blah blah blah. they don't really work that well no no english games but i still want one of those yeah i you know i think like there's there's some like you know holy grail items for handhelds whether they're they're good or not like well i want to wonder swan too i've seen them in in video game stores over the years and always pass i think another one that most people want is the neo geo pocket color um That's and I have one. one of those for for whatever reason. That was something my parents gave to me back in like 1997, and I still have like the five or six games that I bought for it. And I I know exactly where it is, and it's just kind of like it's it's really not that fun. But uh, right. I also I also like you know that game because it's Neo Geo. That that game that handheld was like real heavy on fighting games. So it's like right. there's only so much that I can play of like King of Fighters and Metal Slug, but uh, but still. Uh, I have it. I know where it is and it's still in mint condition. And I still kind of occasionally, you know, we'll pull it out, and, like turn it on and be like, yep, still trash and turn it back off. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but, but a lot of, but that, that guy, that console has a following too. So whatever. But so, if you were uh, on like, if you're on a bus and you saw somebody playing a Neo Geo pocket, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no, we need to be friends like for the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah, what's your, for real. What's your, what's your phone number? I'm moving in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're instantly uh-huh. cool people. <laughs> right. So uh, I think that probably wraps up episode 29, unless you got anything else to add. 
No, dude, I was just going to, uh, I guess we'll be changing our <laughs> our uh, Instagram name soon, but for now, we're at RPNCast, so shit, will we cha- I guess we'll let you know what it changes to next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll put it in some show notes and everything, and uh, and then, you know, since I don't really do social media, it's not worth adding me there, but you can add me on Xbox if you want, I'm just nuke the bridge. Uh, I'm on pretty often and uh, that's pretty much all I got. So I'll let you hit them with yours. I'll be at fartsy P H A R T S Y. And that's all. That's all I got. I guess we'll see you all. I guess we'll see you all. uh, And I guess two weeks or so is what we try to do. (laughs) Yeah. For, for episode 30. All right, man. Peace.